Hey y'all, it's hump day. Yes, hi. How y'all been? Um, this week has been a really interesting week for me so far. Um, I've been learning a lot about myself in my healing process. So, you know, but you know, that's really all glory be to God for that. Um, it's important to self-reflect so that you can change whatever is necessary. Okay, but we're going to pretty much jump right into what I want to talk about. Okay, so I've shared bits and pieces here and there about my testimony of being delivered from perfectionism. Um, I know I haven't given it fully in its entirety yet, but trust me, I, I definitely will. Um, you know, I'm just going through the process of getting fully healed from it, then, you know, I'll be able to testify about it. So, um, I, hmm, I really was spending time with God. And while I was spending time with God, God, you know, directed me to certain scriptures, um, basically about how, you know, when Paul, you know, was converted from Saul to Paul, and had that Damascus Road experience with Jesus and became like the like greatest apostle of all time ever. Um, he God directed me to when in the in the book of Galatians in his church in Galatia that, you know, he was, you know, preaching the gospel, obviously, but Pharisees had influenced his church. And it really messed up them from believing in Jesus and being totally healed and free and believing in freedom. And then, you know, the Pharisees came in, lied, deceived, deceived them and made them think that, no, you got to be circumcised or you got to be like this or you have to be like that. So God cannot accept you in a way. Right. So or you so you can be pleasing to God. Right. So that really spoke to me because it's like, and I never really saw it like this, but a lot of times, like when we, you know, most people have heard or grew up on this Christianity, like you got to jump through all of these hoops to be loving and acceptable for God to love and accept you. Right. And that's not true. If the Bible says whosoever believeth on him shall not perish but have everlasting life that whosoever like god really means that like he is not partial he is not hypocritical he doesn't play favorites like that okay he does not have like a preference of who should be saved no the bible says he's not a respecter of persons okay so um she we're gonna go into how the Bible really not only is against the works-based salvation mindset, but we're going to go in, into like how that really breeds like, first of all, that's really demonic. Perfectionism is really demonic. It's tormenting. Um, and it comes from a spirit of rejection. Um, and we're going to get all to, into all of this, but to give you context, like, or an outline rather, um, we're going to go into like how that works-based salvation 
that legalistic religious mindset is also a very perfectionist mindset, which is also a rejected mindset, okay? Because you think you're working to, you know, let me stop. Let me pray. Let me pray. Then we'll get into it. Father God, I thank you, Lord God. I decrease as you increase. You guide the words of my mouth, Lord God. I really can't wait to reveal what you want me to um, reveal in the scriptures, Lord God. And you bless my mouth, Lord God. You direct me to what you want me to say, Lord God. Let this be edifying to every listener. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. So, when first of all, you don't work for identity. You work from identity you work from who you are in God who as a son and daughter of God as a child of the most high God you work from being accepted and being loved and being and knowing who you are in him okay in him we live and move and have our being okay in him we be who we are called to be okay when you feel like you know, oh, I just can't fast enough. I'm so frustrated. I don't, I don't know this many scriptures or, you know, my, or my fasting life is horrible or, you know, I don't spend enough time with God. I wonder if he's mad at me. It's stuff like that. Y'all like we are so saved by grace. Like we don't, how do I say Like we don't deserve his love. We don't deserve his acceptance. And I mean, what I mean by that is we do not, we, we, we can't work for it. We can't earn it. We can't do anything to grant some kind of paycheck of his love or paycheck of his acceptance. Okay. It's just not in us. Why? Cause we were born sinners. This is why he sent his son, his sinless son, Jesus to save us because we could not do it in and of ourselves while we were yet sinners. Christ died. We cannot, if you were a sinner, like you can like you could probably just you would pay for your own debt probably if you just because they what they did for repentance was before Jesus uh, was sacrificing bulls and goats and and uh, oat offerings and grain offerings like that's how they you know was like you know God you know that's how they were like God wash me from my sin I repent let me put this on this animal on the altar I'm sorry you know. Well, God forgives you of the debt, but you know what I'm saying? Like, that's how, that's how your, your sin can be erased, but you can't, ultimately you can't change your own behaviors. You can't change your own, even your own mindset with how you feel about certain things or feel about yourself without the grace of God, because we were born sinners. The most you can do is repent and intentionally focus on changing every single day you know for God but also for yourself to be just be just to just become a better person you know um and the goal is also to be like Christ because we are we are supposed to have the mind of Jesus Christ um but I nowadays when I I look at my relationship with God I'm like man this is just like I just nowadays I don't the the whole like how do I say it like the whole piousness or the religiosity, for lack of a better word, I just made up a word. Um, you know, just, oh, Father God, you know, I have to be more loving. I have to be more caring because, you know, this is, uh, you know, oh, Jesus. Oh, my gosh. It, like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that was not a good example. But 
I have just, what I've done is taken out the, thank you, Holy Spirit. I've taken out the exaggeration out of my relationship with God, the religious exaggeration, especially when I repent. It's like, God, I'm sorry. I repent. Please help me to do better. He forgives you and move on. See, the thing is, you should not be, when you repent, like God forgives you because you acknowledged it, you confronted it with him. And when he forgives you, he really does forgive and forget. He, the, the Bible, oh, thank you, Jesus. The Bible says he casts it in the sea of forgetfulness. I believe that's Micah 7, 19. He casts it in the sea of forgetfulness. So if he forgot about your sin, why are you still remembering it? Whew, that's for somebody right there. If he forgot about your sin, why are you still remembering it? Like he desires daily to wash us clean. And it's not about, it's not about being perfect. It's about being perfected. Okay. It's not, it's not about perfection either. It's about being perfected. Which means to grow. I mean, the, the, the word perfect in the Bible means to mature. Like that whole First of all, I'm really sick and tired of a lot of Christians not reading their word in context. Because if you were to take out Matthew 5.48, which says, Be perfect for your Father in Heaven is perfect. If you were to just take that out, of course it's going to feel like, Oh my gosh, I, post, I need to dot every I, I need to cross every T, I need to, I need to have it all together. I, I, I need to be flawless. No. 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 This is all intro. No, <laughs> just no. Um, if you were to read the entire chapter, honestly, because that's what I had to do. Um, you could probably read just only like a few verses before that. The last verse, that's the last verse in Matthew five. But I mean, Jesus is talking about love those that hate you, you know, bless those that persecute you. Um, pray for them that persecute you, stuff like that. Like, cause he's saying like, if you, you, you have heard, what do you say? He, he said, you have heard eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. But what reward is that when you love people who love you and you hate people who hate you? Where's the reward in that? It's about the whole chapter is about maturity. Really? Probably, probably a little bit besides the Beatitudes, but it kind of goes along with the two. On the theme of maturity, but it's about maturity. Um, but nonetheless, like we're supposed to grow, we're supposed to evolve. And if you're trying to be perfect all the time, number one, that's very basic because in your mind is really what it actually isn't. It's an unattainable goal. It's an unreachable goal. And on top of that, let's say you do dot every I, let's say you do cross every T. Let's say you are completely flawless. Guess what? You're pretty boring. Because there's no change in you. Nothing's going up. Nothing's going down. Nothing's going high. Nothing's going low. You're you're pretty boring. Therefore, your life will be boring. And it would just be a bunch. It would be so black and white. You, your life will plateau. Because you're not growing. And if you're not growing. And you're staying stagnant. You're only. You're not progressing. You're regressing. If plants have to deal with this. If animals deal with this. What makes you think that we're different? Yes, we are the first fruits of God's creation. 
Yes, he said, you know, we have dominion to subdue the earth and blah, blah, blah. But if this earth eventually is going to pass away, especially if it doesn't continue to grow and continue like the waters, especially like if the waters, the, the bodies of water on this earth, if they don't continue to have water coming in and water coming out, that's a swamp that gets moldy and it gets stank. You see what I'm saying? And so it's so important to not just to not be perfect, but to grow. Okay, you have to grow. I'm going to read Galatians 2.16 in the Passion Translation because, you know, God wanted me to read it. But besides that, it smacked me in the face. So Galatians 2, chapter 2, verse 16. I'm going to read this in the Passion Translation. It says, we know full well. That we don't receive God's perfect righteousness as a reward for keeping the law. But by faith of Jesus the Messiah. His faithfulness, not ours, has saved us. And we have received God's perfect righteousness. Now we know that God accepts no one. No one. No one. No one. I was just listening to that last night. No sorry y'all uh i'm gonna read that again now we know that god accepts no one by the keeping of religious laws i'm gonna read this whole verse again we know full well that we don't receive god's perfect righteousness as a reward for keeping the law. He says we know full well that we don't receive his righteousness as a reward for keeping the law. You, Thank you, Holy Spirit. Your identity is not a reward. It's a gift. Because we're saved by grace. Because now you have the gift of sonship with God. But your your identity is not something like, whoo. I done ran this race, not this time for my trophy. No, fam. You receive your identity. It's not a reward. You receive identity, not earn identity. My Lord, today. I wish somebody could have told me that when I first got saved. I really do. I really do. I really do. Because the amount of pointless conversations and the amount of pointless, well, conversations in my head about myself and the amount of pointless things that I did and the amount of pointless torment that I dealt with, mental torment that I dealt with, caring about what people thought and caring about like, oh, God isn't pleased with me if I do this. God isn't pleased with me if I do that. God isn't pleased with me. And it's like, you know, <laughs> I'm going to write a book about this one day. Just you watch. And it's, co- it's coming. It's coming. I promise. Um, but there is a panic. I'm going to call it the perfectionist panic. Where. Or I'm, I'm, I'm going to put an apostrophe S on it. The perfectionist panic. Where. It's like. How do I explain it? It's like this tremendous anxiety. That happens when you think that something, like when you get triggered into believing that 
this one flaw, this one mistake, this one imperfection will just uproot everything about you. Like, you're no longer loved, you're no longer accepted, you're no longer cared for. Just if this one flaw shows itself, is that the, the perfectionist has a panic. And this is where, in that point, in this perfectionist cycle, that's where it keeps going. To when you keep on believing that if you keep dotting every I and crossing every T, that you'll continue to be loved and you continue to be accepted. When that's just not reality. It's not reality. It's not reality. This is blessing me. When Paul was talking to the church of Galatia saying that now we know that God accepts no one by the keeping of religious laws. He is saying is, you know, well, let's go there. And, 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 and this is how, you know, we need to have scripture. When you read your Bible, let scripture interpret scripture. Okay. Um, let's go to Ephesians chapter two, verse eight through nine KJV. And it says, for by grace are ye saved through faith. Didn't he just tell the, the, the people in Galatia that? Uh, Church of Galatia that? And that not of yourselves. That's not of yourself. It's not what you did. It's not how you looked. It's not what you did or did not do. What you did wrong and did not do wrong. It is the gift of God. Some translations say the free gift of God. Not of works. Let's pause there. The fact that you feel like you have to work for God's love. You have to work for God's acceptance. You have been deceived. You frankly have been deceived by the orphan spirit for sure. I'm telling y'all what I know. I'm telling you also my part of my testimony. Like a humongous part of my testimony. Um, I mean, this is where deliverance comes in. But you really, first of all, first of all, first of all, I love deliverance more than anybody. But I have really come to realize that we can't just handle everything by a, a fasting for a couple days. And then sitting down and throwing up, burping, crying, snotting for a day. And then we're through. No. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. We need to change how we think. We need to change and and have God heal the mental illness on the inside of our minds before we go up to that deliverance service again. And get that demon of rejection out of you. You have to believe that you are a son or daughter of God, period. And if you don't believe that, you're going to make yourself keep going in these circles. You got me going in circles. It's our old song. Um, you're going to keep going in these cycles, right? Jonathan, Mc I'm not going to sing that, <laughs> but Jonathan McReynolds sung about that, cycles. You're going to keep going in these circles, circles and cycles 
of trying to prove to God that he loves you and accepts you. And here's the tragedy. He already does love you. He already does accept you. And why I say it's a tragedy is because you don't see it. You are where the devil has you set up to where you are working pointlessly to prove to God that you're worthy of identity. And he been gave it to you. See, the problem is, and this is also part of my problem. Uh, it's like, you know, it, it is hard. Information is hard to take in and it's hard to unlearn. All of that whole, because it's, it's, in, it's embedded in this society. Oh my God. I was just watching a, briefly, a 60 minute interview with gymnast Simone Biles. Love, she is, that black girl is making history and she's the same age as me. Like, it's so inspiring to see her just being the bomb. Um, but she, uh... She was talking about this coach where, you know, Simone is a very, you know, laughing, smiling. Like she, she has a lot of personality, right? That's how, you know, they described her. How she, she described herself, I think, in the interview. Um, but she was talking about this coach that she had at one point that wasn't a fan of, you know, her just being herself, you know, um, and she was saying how, you know, it's like with gymnastics, it's this mindset like, you know, you can only be good and nothing else. You can't be good and funny or you can't be good and, you know, like to have a great time and be adventurous, you know, enjoy life, laugh. You just, you just can only be good. And that's it's, it's, it's a horrible mind. I'm so sick of it. It's in so many work fields. Oh my gosh. Especially in the um, business field. It's, it's honestly disgusting to me at this point. Because it's like. You know. People are suffocating. And feeling like they can't be their authentic selves. Just to obtain and uphold an image. Or I mean this is Hollywood all day. To feel like they can't be themselves. To perform and to just appear a certain kind of way or else they'll lose everything if they can't if they can't if they they'll lose everything if they be their real selves but here's the thing you've lost if you can't be your real self in any area of your life especially in the area of relationships and you know what you're called to do and what you're made for and how god created what god created you to do your calling in your life if you feel like you have to be this perfect person all the time and you can't be yourself, you have lost the most important thing of all already. Peace. Internal peace. I know one thing. I know you can't sleep at night. You, you can probably sleep, but you can't rest. And those are two different things. Sleeping is, you know... Snoring probably, uh, quote unquote, recommended eight hours from doctors. You know, turn the lights off, hit the pillow, pull the covers over your head, sleep. Rest is when your body is finally in rejuvenation and repairing mode. 
it's when your body is is I don't know should I say nutrients not really but it's like maybe the nutrients like that you get from your fruits and vegetables in your diet is like they're finally you know coming into play with healing your body on the inside from the inside out and your body is now in the healing process overnight because your body does heal overnight you know I think we know this but and it heals between different times too during the night but anyway um so with rest like it's like your body is finally in a state of calm you're finally your body is finally in a state of okay you know I can really breathe. <laughs> Ironically, right? Because our lungs, you know, we're breathing. I'm breathing right now trying to talk to y'all. But it's like your whole body is in, when it's in, finally in rest. It's like, huh, you know, inflammation goes down. Your airways, your nasal passages. Path, wow. What? Your nasal airways should be cleared. <laughs> Excuse me. Um. You should be able to think better. You have oxygen to your brain. You um you have my your body in terms of function. You should be able to function better. Your abilities to walk and run, they should they should, you know, your body your body should feel better. All in all. It's just like you're when you're resting, your body is finally in rejuvenation mode. Is finally rejuvenating itself from the inside out and not just from what you eat and drink, you know. That's why rest, rest is important. And I'm and I'm talking I'm also talking about the rest where you know you just need a break from a certain thing. You just need a break from you know, a vacation break, you know. Um so yeah, rest. But yeah, if if you're a perfectionist and you know you're trying to you're faking and you're keeping up this image, like I know you, I also know one thing: you don't have joy. <laughs> you don't have joy. You're not really happy. Um, and this is why happiness is circumstantial and it's temporary, but joy is more stable. Joy is consistent because it's like no matter what happens, no matter what goes, no matter if life is up and up or down. I'm still thankful. I'm still grateful that I'm alive. I'm still grateful for everything I have. I'm still, I'm still blessed, right? Um, but when you are constantly trying to be someone that you're not, it's like you, there's no joy because you don't know yourself. You don't know who you are. I know what I'm talking about. You can't look at yourself in the mirror and actually like what you see because it's not you. It's not the real you. Um, this is a more delicate episode because I know this is going to hit people in a very deep place. It's probably going to trigger a lot of y'all. But I really do implore you I strongly suggest that you 
get healed all the way thoroughly. You cannot rush past this. Trust me, I've tried a little bit here and there. I, it's painful. I know it's going to be painful. But you have you at some point have to confront yourself. That's just how life is. Ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. It's going to be painful in the moment, but God is faithful, and you you are going to be thankful. You want to be thankful for this the, the pain that you are feeling in the healing. So you won't have to go through it again. And then you can look back and be like, wow, that was really necessary for my growth. As a person, as an individual. Okay. Um, and y'all, I'm in the same boat as you. This had to hit me first before it hit y'all. Um, and me pressing record on this episode. Um, all I have to say is that no one's perfect. That's biblical. Um, actually, let me read it. And uh, first of all, I love Ecclesiastes. Just saying. Uh, it was in chapter seven. Ah, verse twenty. That's it. God. Surely there is not a righteous man on earth who does good and never sins. That's Ecclesiastes chapter seven, verse twenty. I read this in the ESV version. I'm going to read it again. Um, I'm going to read it in the KJV this time. For there is not a just man upon earth that that doeth good and sinneth not. Does good and sinneth not. So. That's Bible. I just gave you Bible for saying nobody's perfect. Everybody in a mama sin except Jesus. That's why he's our savior. <laughs> That's what that that is why he's the name above every name. Hallelujah. And every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord. Because he is the only sinless man that we can look to for our help. We can now our friends can help us. Our parents can help us. Our co-workers can help us to a certain extent. Only to a certain extent. Only to a certain extent. Because they're human. Right? And that's why the Bible really says to like. it is. That's why the Bible says it is better to trust in the Lord. Than in man. And I'm not saying to not trust anyone at all. But when I say this scripture. I'm saying to trust in God more than anybody else. Psalms 146 says. Trust. Uh, I believe verse 3. Trust no man nor princes, for in them there is no help. Meaning salvation. That meant salvation. Like they can't they can't help you in the way God can. Okay? But you know, there's also scripture that says, Confess ye sins one to another, that you may be healed. You know, iron sharpens iron. Um you know, uh, the Bible talks about in the book of Proverbs, uh, something about like brothers sticking closer than a friend or something like that. 
So, you know, we are supposed to have friendships. I mean, Jesus had an inner circle. He had the disciples, but then he had his inner circle of Peter, James, and John. Okay? So, I'm not saying, you know, having friends is not biblical. It's clear. It clearly is. It clearly is. But, um, at the same time, God, let God be God in your life. Not your friends. Not your family. They can only help you so much. God is your ultimate help. David said, I look to the hills which cometh my help. He th- he's he is all the help you need. And people around you, you know, that God gives you in your life, they can assist you and they can help you in the way that God wants them to. But that's still if they're obeying God with helping you, that's still God. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, so I'm gonna wrap it up here and just say this like I know it's easier said than done. And I pray that you unlearn the toxic perfectionist things that you have acquired in your life and in your mind and that you receive the unconditional love and grace of God in the mighty name of Jesus. The script, the two scriptures that bless me every time so I can humble myself and receive the grace of God is first John four nineteen, where it says we love because he loved us first or he first loved us. That first blesses me every time. Every time. Every time. That first blesses me every time. Because it's like, you know, we think that we always think that we love God first. That we found him first. No, he found us. It says in red letters when Jesus said, you didn't choose me. I chose you. That's John 15. I chose you. I loved you first. You did not love me first. You did not find me first. I found you first. I chose you first. And I loved you first. Blesses me every time. Makes me weep sometimes. Um, Is that one? And then Ephesians 1, 6 in the KJV. And I know it by heart because my soul needed it. Um, to the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved. I'm going to break this down real quick and I'm ending here. To the glory of his grace. Now, it didn't say your works. It didn't say your perfection. It didn't say how, you know, to your perfect, you know, flawlessness. It didn't say that. It says to the glory of his grace, something that you did not earn or deserve. Wherein he, not you, God made you, us, accepted in the beloved. So that's basically saying like, you know, Ephesians 2, 8 through 9. He sent his son so that you could be saved by grace. And that's why Jesus is the grace by God. We're saved by grace. Jesus is our Lord and Savior. The Bible says he's full of grace and truth. But he's full of grace. So to the glory of his grace, his son, his Savior. Wherein he, God, made us through His Jesus' crucifixion and his blood shedding for our sins. He made us accepted in the beloved. The body of Christ in Christ.
That's what beloved is. In his only begotten son. In his first son. He, he, we don't even. Let this sober you. But let it heal you too. And let it free you. We do not earn his acceptance. We can't earn his acceptance. We don't deserve his acceptance. But he still gave it to us anyway. That should free you right there. Because it's, it's freeing me. Phew. We do not deserve his acceptance. We cannot earn his acceptance. But he still gave it anyway. Anyway. Well, why you say we can't? Why? Why you say we can't deserve it? Why we can't earn it? Why can't we deserve it? Why don't? Why don't we deserve it? Because we, we, we were born into sin, shaping into iniquity. When Adam and Eve sinned, it's it reverberated from generation to generation. Like we are naturally born of Adam, but that's why the Bible says to be born again, right? Because we inherited Adam's sin nature. Adam means mankind. His, his name literally means like human beings. <laughs> so. I, please let this bless you. You should not be more like. Guys. When you focus on yourself so much. And you're not focused on God. Like, you really are focused on the wrong thing. Focus on the one who made you, not actually you. Because you don't know how you made you. you. You didn't make you. You don't know how you actually are. Believe it or not, God knows you better than you know yourself because he created you. Okay? You did not create you. You wouldn't know where to start. <laughs> God did not, I mean... What am I trying to say? You do not have his brilliance. You don't have you don't have his mindset. You are not that brilliant to create you. I'm gonna say that again. You are not that brilliant to create you. That's why an you know and an omniscient God had to create you. Alright, I'm done. <laughs> If you have not accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, please say this prayer after me. Lord God, I repent. I believe in the son you sent. He died on the cross just for me. To heaven I'll go. To heaven I'll be. And with that, you're saved. Woo! And now you're a son or daughter of God. And now you are in the beloved. Now you have been accepted. Now you have an identity of being a child of God. And remember, God loves you first. Um, please read your Bible. Amen. And pray about whatever church that God wants you to go to to attend. And know that. If God before you, who can be against you? I feel led to say that. All right. If you feel led to sow into me personally, my cash app is dollar sign, capital S-I-D-N-I, capital G. Again, that's capital S-I-D-N-I, capital G. 
Um, if you want to sell into this platform, you can sell for a dollar, five dollars, or ten dollars monthly on anchor.fm slash sidni-pp. Again, that's anchor.fm slash sidni-pp. Um, please only follow me on Facebook. We're not on anything else right now. Facebook, we're just only on Facebook, not Twitter or Instagram. Um, at Sydney's Prophetic Podcast. And we upload every Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Period. So, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I love y'all. Thank y'all so much for listening. See you later. Bye. Mwah.